everyone, welcome back to Pretending with Dice. As always, I'm your host and game master, AJ. Uh, just a super quick intro this time around, as today's episode is the start of a brand new storyline. Uh, we're going to be playing Things from the Flood from Modifius Games, uh, which is a brand new system for us. Uh, so I just wanted to put a quick heads up right here at the top. Uh, just to expect that we'll probably mess up a couple of rules here and there throughout the storyline. Uh, there's not a whole lot of dice rolling in this first episode, but uh, it was the first time uh, playing the Tales from the Loop, Things from the Flood uh, system for all of us, including myself. Um, so I guess just consider this a warning for all you kind of rules lawyers out there. <laughs> um, Alright, I mean that's pretty much all I wanted to say in this intro, uh, so let's get into today's episode. Enjoy. Okay, hey everybody. Today we are playing uh, Things from the Flood from uh, Modifius and Free League. This is a uh, well, brand new uh, group for the um, for this story, although you will have heard all these voices before. Um, so why don't each of you go ahead and introduce yourself and the character that you're going to play. Hello, I am Dragon. Um, you can usually find me on Penance RPG. But today I am playing a 15-year-old called Hazel Springs. She is a seeker. Her favourite music is mostly that by Alice Cooper. And she is convinced that something terrible is happening, but nobody else seems to notice that it's coming. <laughs> I'm, I'm Lexa. You can find me on the Dead Horse podcast and this podcast and Penance. I'm playing 16-year-old uh, Sora. Didn't think of a surname. She's a tomboy. And... Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, that's it. Cool. And uh, listeners might have heard you like right before this playing uh, Marie on our uh, sort of short run D and D pirate adventure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, finally, uh, you've heard him on a lot of things. It's Eden. <laughs> Hello, I'm Eden. You've probably gotten sick to death of my voice on this podcast by now. I'm playing Anthony Roba. He's a 16 year old jock. And he has no limits. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> cool. Okay. Uh, well, let's jump into our story then. Welcome back to Twynham-on-Sea, a small seaside town on the south coast of England with a dark past. In the early 1930s, amid some far-fetched claims and monster sightings, a series of gruesome murders shook the town. It is now 1994, Wednesday, June 22nd to be exact. The intervening 60 years has seen the construction of the nearby Wessex reactor complex and its accompanying loop, and the growth just along the coast of the small village of Merricon Sea into a competing town. The technological revolution brought on by the loops has faltered, however, 
and the brighter tomorrow offered through technology seems less and less likely, and many of the shining robots of yesteryear now lie rusting. The Wessex Loop, once state-owned and operated, is now in the hands of the mysterious BCP Corporation, whose motivations are unclear. Many who worked there previously have lost their jobs, although the glow of the cooling towers is no less prominent on the horizon. In the wider world, it is an eventful time. Nelson Mandela has just been sworn in as the first democratically elected president of South Africa. The releases of Disney's The Lion King and the Sega Saturn are only weeks away. Wet Wet Wet's Love Is All Around is at the top of the charts, and by pure coincidence, Kurt Cobain is dead by an alleged suicide. World Cup 94 has just kicked off in the United States with no British teams qualifying, and only days before our story, OJ Simpson was on the run from the police in a white SUV. Life in Twinemon-Sea, however, has continued much as it always has. Quietly, but with an unsettled and unexplainable air of something unnatural afoot in the town. The three of you, Hazel, Anthony and Sora, are students at Wickfield Secondary School, close to the heart of the town. So, it is a school day. It is a Wednesday. It's getting towards the end of um, the summer term. Not quite there yet, though. It's daytime as well, so... You're at school. Uh, Anthony, you're playing a jock. Mm-hmm. Football, your thing. Would you, would you say you spend a lot of time on the sports pitches? Absolutely, yeah. Anthony's situation is that he's uh, very, very much pressured to be constantly working, whether it's physically or mentally. So if he's not out there playing sports, then he's inside studying somewhere. Okay, so maybe maybe it's, it's a sunny, sunny afternoon, it's June, so maybe you're out. Uh, it's lunch lunch break but um rather than hitting the books you're you're hitting the pitch mm-hmm. getting in some some extra football practice okay uh would you say either the the, other, the two of you hazel or sora was, was also kind of out on the out in the fields or, or what would you think yeah i'll be sitting um sitting down eating my lunch yeah just I kind suppose. of watching the uh watching the football practice yeah yeah okay yeah, um, Hazel, Hazel is outside because she likes nature mm-hmm. um, and she's possibly examining some plants. Okay, just... Just a little bit more like like you'd expect a much younger kid to be like pulling up bits of grass and looking at them and things. Okay. Would you say kind of just as a sort of, like a sort of naturalist sort of eye or more of like a scientific look or are you just sort of checking out plants in because plants are cool? Um, closer to the naturalist side of it mm-hmm. but also um, looking to see if any of the plants that are within easy reach are ones that she thinks could do interesting things okay so a little bit of sort of like kind of herbalism sort of like oh I could put that in some tea or something yeah okay cool all right well let's start things off early then with some checks then actually I feel like Sora if you're just kind of eating your lunch and checking out the football players I probably don't need to get a check from you. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to look like I'm perving on them, but okay. I am. <laughs> Maybe a sneak check then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so first check of the game, we'll go with that. Um, <laughs> let's go with a body sneak check from you then. So this is, uh, again, uh, listeners will know that we've, um, we're making a habit of recording games that we haven't played before so you might have to bear with us in terms of messing this up 
the way things from the flood uh, works, you have uh, an attribute, which is one of four, one of four kind of um, well attributes, and you combine that with a skill value to get the number of uh, d6s that you roll, and to get a success, you need to roll six on one of those d6s. Uh, so, like, so you've rolled four d6 for your body sneak roll. Not exactly, not really your wheelhouse, would you say? Um, no, it's not. So, I guess that means I might be uh, slightly blushing. Yeah, <laughs> you're not. Much. You're not being a slight. Uh, this or, is. Um, my mouth's agape. <laughs> I'm just holding a sandwich beneath my mouth. <laughs> so I stare at the pot boys. All right. Okay. <laughs> that's uh, yeah. That's a failure on our first check of the game. Do you do you want to? <laughs> I take it you don't want to do the re-roll thing on this. It's probably not the. Um... I don't think it's worth it. It's probably not worth comedy it. Comedy value. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, Anthony, you're you're playing football. Um, you're you're out there with uh, or your your friend Kev is the goalkeeper. There's um, a couple of other people there. The uh, the sports teacher, uh, Mr. Brewster, is. Nowhere to be seen, but you are just kind of having a bit of a kick around on on your um, on your lunch. Uh, there's another kid there uh, called Matt. Um, just sort of the three of you kind of kicking a ball around, really. Um, can I get a body move check from you, just to sort of see how well, how good your your football skills are with you really wowing the crowd, should we say? <laughs> That's eight d six. Eight d six. Yeah, you got uh, five in body, oh. three in move. There's wow, that's a pretty good roll. Three, su- three successes, four successes. That's pretty good. Okay, yeah, solid. That's some solid football. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I am sportsman <laughs> incarnate. Uh, the other thing I should be doing as well is telling you guys the difficulty of each time. So yeah, that was only normal difficulty. You only needed one success to, to do it, but you rolled four. So yeah, you 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 have you put on a blinding display of kicking a ball around. Yeah, I'm, I'm running it around to the other guys. They're, obviously, Kev's in the goal, but the other guy that's trying to defend against the goal, I'm, I'm just walking around him, yeah. tapping it and kind of like smiling in that friendly kind of way of like, ah, you can't even touch me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, and Hazel, can I get a... I guess this would be a mind investigate check from you. Okay. So this is four in mind, one in investigate on your character. Five D6, yeah? Yes, please. So yeah, you got one success. Yeah, you um you find a um in in your search as you're kind of it it sort of on the edge of the um the kind of playing fields. You find a uh, uh quite healthily well actually a little larger than you were expecting uh, dandelion that you think you could make some tea with. But the size is a little little abnormal. It's it's bigger than you would um bigger than you would expect. Kind of growing on the side of a uh, school pitch. Um, and it wasn't here the previous day, but hmm. I'm sure that's nothing. How interesting. Oi, Hazel! <clears throat> I give her a little wave. And I look up, startled. Uh, hi! Have you come to watch the Hot Boys? I, I wasn't, but I guess I could. Oh, my friend Matt told me to come because it might inspire them to be better if the cute girl was watching them. Yeah, that's true. As you watch, Anthony is kind of running rings around uh, around Matt on the uh, the football pitch. So it doesn't see the inspiration doesn't seem to be getting across to Matt at least. Ah, oh, bless. <laughs> so I pick a couple of dandelion leaves and go and sit beside her. Okay, so it's an hour or two later. You're counting down the um, 
the minutes to the end of the day in class, you are in a music lesson. Okay. It's a series of kind of cheap uh, keyboards around the side of the room. A lot of people are sort of kind of goofing around. The uh, music teacher, Mrs. Tracy, is trying and failing to kind of keep keep order. Some people are dutifully sort of practicing the scales and exercises that she'd um, she'd set you, but I'd say a good two thirds of people are just sort of screwing off. Um, so it's it's getting towards the end of the day, and at this moment, the um, the the headmaster walks into the classroom, kind of gives everybody a bit of a stern look, and. Um, gestures to the uh, the teacher and um, Mrs. Tracy sort of she looks a little bit sort of um, snowed under we should say with the uh, the behaviour of everybody um, but she comes over and um, he whispers something in her ear she nods and he leaves the room there's a um, short pause only about 20 seconds and the bell rings for the end of the day we will cut again to the three of you leaving the school gates your your friend Kev, that who's the goalkeeper, he's he's kind of ambling along behind, but he, you know you you don't spend a lot of time with him outside of school really, so he's just sort of just sort of there, and um, he um, he sort of says to you, hey, you you guys all go into the roller disco on Saturday. Oh, I don't know if I've really got time for that. I've got a lot of homework to do, and Dad's on my back right now. Come on, it's just an evening. Mm. Anthony kind of like. Pulls a face like he's very conflicted about this and says, uh, I'm going to see what I can do about it, but you know my dad. Oh, come on, Anthony. Remember we used to go to school discos and that together? It would be like that. Yeah, exactly. Hesitating and blushing perhaps a little bit. Anthony's kind of like, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I can remember. Like, it's a long time ago and everything back in, uh, back in first school and what have you. Like, I remember holding hands and he kind of looks over furtively. You used to love me in year seven, didn't you, Anthony? <laughs> um, lo- love is a strong word. <laughs> and he used to follow me around in reception. <laughs> Recognising that this is completely out of his control and <laughs> desperately trying to grab a little bit back, um, he turns to Kev and says, all right, yeah, well, I'll, 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 I'll let you know uh, where, where, whether I can um, uh, get to that that roller roller thing um and uh yeah I, I'll, I'll see you you both later and he kind of rushes off towards the uh, the bike sheds to grab his push bike mm-hmm. okay make it beating a hasty retreat then and then um uh, sora turns to hazel and she's like i guess he doesn't want to hold hands when we walk home from school anymore <laughs> i i think he he might be a little bit scared and doesn't know how to respond Oh, I just like teasing him. Well, you certainly seem to get a reaction. Uh, yeah. Just as you've said that, uh, Anthony wheels back over. He's grabbed his pushback bike now and is uh, kind of just rejoining the group briefly before, as he's stepping onto the bike and saying, "All right, um, well, well, I'll uh, yeah, like I said, I'll, I'll I'll be in touch. I'll let you know what's happening, and uh, yeah, if my dad lets me out, then uh, I'll, I'll see you on the weekend. But we'll see." Bye, Anthony. And off you go, I take it. Yeah. Bye. Okay. <laughs> so, Hazel, at this point, you hear um, running footsteps behind you, and um, you're, you look around, and your sister is running up to you. Mum said you're supposed to wait for me. It's not my fault that you take forever to get out of class. Still, we're not, we're not meant to walk home on our own. Well, you've caught up with me now, so come on. 
she doesn't sort of take your hand or anything. She, how, how, okay, describe your sister. How how much younger would you say she is from you? Um, Hazel's fifteen. Hazel's fifteen. Laurel is twelve. Okay. So um, maybe it's her first year at um, the secondary school. Yeah, yeah. She's a first year. She's still a little bit. It might be the end of first year, but she's still a bit uncertain. Hmm. Okay. Um, and is quite clingy with Hazel. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So she sort of sticks quite close to your side as, as you're leaving the uh, the school grounds. So you're sort of heading off in one direction with your sister. Would you? Um, I'll, I'll kind of leave it a little bit up to you guys, kind of where you want to be, sort of living in the town, really. Uh, Hazel and Laurel live in between the school and the train station. Okay. So sort of a little bit to the north. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sora, whereabouts would you say you're living in town? I'll, um, I'll be near the school somewhere, like a couple of roads away. Okay, so maybe a little bit uh, just sort of to the... In between the, the where the school is and the, the Priory is sort of one of those sort of little back roady type bits. Yeah, it's yeah. Like ten minute walk max. Yeah, okay. And Anthony, you, you've cycled, so would you say you're a little bit further? Yes. Uh, I was thinking, and we haven't really talked about this beforehand because I haven't properly looked at the map no. and thought about oh, it. This is part of the game, really, a bit of collaboration, collaborative storytelling, let's say. Yeah, uh, just as an idea, uh, could Anthony's dad run the leisure centre? Sure, what, like a kind of um, British Empire it, it, type? It, <laughs> well, I wasn't thinking of Mr. Britass in particular. There's, there's nothing more 90s than the British Empire, but Absolutely. yes. Absolutely. <laughs> sure. Well, it's, it's age like milk, yes. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was thinking that we could live somewhere nearby there, and that kind of accounts a little bit, at least, for the uh, the pressure to be a sporting mm, achiever. Totally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Your dad runs the leisure centre, so <laughs> yeah, maybe you live just in that kind of general general area, just over the road <laughs> or something. Sounds good. Sure. Sorry, that's tickled me quite a lot. <laughs> as long as you don't turn the dad character into a Mister Britest, <laughs> that's, that's fine. No, I'm not going to do that. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking that this this guy's got to be intimidating enough to actually inflict like my Anthony's like running scared a little bit and having to do what's being told. Like Mr. Brettas never had that about him. I don't think. Well, all right. So you're you're all each sort of heading off then. Um, it's not not a big stretch to say that Anthony would be going a similar direction to Sora, but he's gone off on his bike. So yeah, you've he's sort run of run away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Beat red as he goes. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think I guess we'll just have a series of scenes where we introduce you to your families then as you're heading home. Unless there's anything you want to do, you want to be stopping off on the way home at all. No, I think Hazel and Laurel might need to have a chat. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll start with that then. So you're walking home. It's not a long walk. So um, you're pretty much just kind of coming out of the school and kind of heading up the main road really towards... The railway station so not a long not a long walk mm-hmm. um so yeah laurel is there what would you like to say to her laurel are you okay you seem to be more jumpy than usual yeah i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not, I'm not that jumpy i'm I just want to get home i want to i have uh-huh um, you wouldn't be having some odd things starting to happen would you no, I mean, what do you what do you mean odd? Okay, that's fine. Then I imagine Laurel is then pretty 
disconcerted and a bit a little bit ah. yeah she, I mean if you, if you want to sort of I mean do you believe her when she says she's she's you know not having any problems or, or what do you think alright sorry I need to quickly check what I've got for so if, if you're doing That's an empathise check I mean it depends you don't have to do the check if you don't want to if you want to just take it at face value no sixes yeah um Okay, yeah, no, I mean, she's, she's tough to read, really. Yeah, she, she definitely doesn't look happy to be having that kind of conversation <laughs> with you, let's say. But you can't tell whether she's telling the truth or not. It might just be sort of a little bit of sort of tween awkwardness, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Hazel doesn't want to ask Don't really want much. to cry, yeah. She doesn't really want to, to go, okay, I'm asking because this. Yeah. Because then that involves going, this thing is happening. Hmm. Yeah, she definitely, let's say then that she definitely doesn't, you you can't tell if she's telling the truth or not, but she definitely doesn't seem like, she's not laughing it off. It's more that you get the feeling she just doesn't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I think she's going to leave it at that and... Just sort of let, see what happens next with that one, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now then, this is up to you guys. We'll, 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 I think we'll have a scene with each of you as you, as you get home then. We can stick with Hazel and Laurel, or we can go with one of the others. Who who wants to do what? I will probably... Uh, Sora will go home mm-hmm. in terms of her mum, so she'll probably just go straight up to her room and start doing homework. Um, and then... Pretty much in silence, and then go work on a car that she's working on in a garage and that's it really okay so you'd say um Sora's not close with her mum at all really no um her dad died last year so um still working through some some stuff yeah some for some reason it's broken down the communication and relationships so they sort of live separately hmm okay so as you as you get home um your mum is in the kitchen but you sort of pass her by without saying anything shall we say yeah and um head up to your room when you um still nothing said while you're doing your homework and that but when you head down to the garage to work in the car there is a sandwich waiting for you on the side but mum you can hear the sound of the tv next door but she doesn't say anything to you as you yeah as you pass or we'll take the sandwich yeah gladly yeah um it's peanut butter Peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. And then she um, will just continue to work on the car. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, can I get a, um, I'll just get a tech tinker check from you. What are you, what are you trying to do on the car? Just sort of idly kind of taking bits apart and putting them back together. Yeah. Just completely idly. I think she knows a fair amount hmm. at this point, but it's, it's new, a new endeavor. Okay, so tech tinker for you is you've got five in tech and three in tinker, so eight d6. I see one six in there, so yeah, um, that is a success. Yeah, I mean, you, you just kind of you spend your evening then, at least early evening, um, working on idly on uh, it's your dad's car, did you say? Yeah. Yeah. So you've got a door to one side that you sort of re. I don't know, you've taken the whole door off and you've been kind of working on the something on the frame. I don't know cars. Um, I don't. I don't <laughs> know cars either. <laughs> I don't even drive. I'm just sort of like, I guess there's a door in the car. I've been in a car. Um, <laughs> I just say I'm, I'm under the hood. <laughs> yeah. 
where the engine is. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you, you, <laughs> you just you're tinkering away. You know, you t I change a spark plug. That sounds like a sounds like a thing. Yeah, <laughs> but you do a good job on that. Hey, all right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they, you know, doing quite well at not getting grease on the sandwich as well as you as you as you eat that. Um, but yeah, okay. So that's kind of your evening, I guess. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, Anthony. Then, so uh, you cycle home. As soon as he gets through the door, he's uh, going to chuck his kit bag in for the wash. Mm -hmm. uh, make sure that's ready for the next day. Um, parents aren't home yet because they're both working, so he's going straight upstairs to take a shower and then get straight down to homework and studying, because if he isn't doing that when they come through the door, then they're not going to be happy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you've kind of got this the timing on this down to a sort of a science at this point. Like you say, your, your life is very regimented, and um, you're definitely sort of... You, you, you're kind of only a couple of questions into your, your homework when um, the door opens and uh, your mum and dad walk in and your dad your, your mum doesn't really say anything she walks through she sort of pats you on the head as she passes your dad says hard at work then son like to see it yeah dad yeah just just getting my uh, geography homework done what's an oxbow lake um um it, it, it's it's like a particular like shape shape of shape of lake isn't it dad and how were they formed um O oxes gonna have to work harder than that son don't want i didn't raise no failure all right dad all right i'll i'll, I'll look that one look that one up it's not on this test but <laughs> don't hurt to revise and how are you doing at football still top of the team there's kind of like a visible lightning of uh, anthony's mood at the mention of something that you can actually be <laughs> positive about oh, I'm, I'm doing all right with that dad i, I was i was running circles around uh, around uh, matt earlier good well matt's dad uh, he don't take it all as seriously as i do does he <laughs> him and me we were at school together bit of a lazy boy then doesn't seem like anybody else does take it as seriously as you well uh, they just don't uh, they, they don't understand do they? You, you're going to be the you're going to be the shining example of what a real man raises his son to be like. Yeah, physically strong and mentally strong. Yeah, of course, Dad. I'm not going to let you down. Yeah, better not. Right then, dinner. So yeah, he kind of stumps off into the kitchen, where you got you can sort of smell now that your your mum is putting uh, putting some food on. Um, You've, would you say Anthony's eaten? Is that made his own dinner? Or oh no, he's not allowed. He's not allowed. This, this okay. is very much like a controlled household. The mum is very house proud, and only she gets to touch anything like that simply because she doesn't trust her son. Okay, fair enough. So yeah, you are you are getting your homework out of the way before dinner, which you can now smell is on the way. So Hazel and your you and your sister arrive back at your house near to the train station. The lights are mostly out, but they, they often are these days. Um, it's just the, the flickering light of the, the television in your in the in the, the front room as you come up to the front door. The front door is locked as you arrive, but your mum seems to seems to be locking it more and more often these days. Do you let yourself in and you find yourself in your hallway? Um I Hazel looks at Laurel and like do you want to just go upstairs or do you want to check on mum first? 
I just, I just, I, I want to go. I just want to go upstairs. I want to, um, I want to read my book. Okay, on you go. And Hazel dumps her school bag in the hallway, and then turns to go in and speak to her mum. Okay, so your mum is um, sat in an armchair. Is, is your dad still in the picture? I know we didn't really cover this in character creation, did we? No, I don't think so. He's not around. Okay. Yeah. There's a few um, a few families in town seem to be single parent. Um, it, as a part of the um, sort of unsettled nature of what's been going on, sort of just in general for the town, it does seem more than you would expect that you know, single parents and um, things like that. It's not a not necessarily a sinister thing. It's just something that you've noticed. And your mother is not an exception to that. She um, she kind of looks up as you um, with a sort of slight start as you as you enter the room. Oh, Hazel, you're back from school early, aren't you? Uh, no, no, that's the end of the day. But we're both back, so just letting you know that we're back in the house. Oh, oh, okay. Um, she's her eyes have already gone back to the television now. You look at the clock on the wall. The clock is right. Um, you get the feeling she's maybe been sat in this chair for most of the afternoon. There's, um, it's. I mean, it's, it's about by the time you get back, it's about half three, four o'clock. There's some quite cheesy '90s game shows playing. Wipeout. Wipeout. Blockbusters. Blockbuster, um, I think. Was Going for Gold still going? God, I think Going for Gold might have still been going. Probably, <laughs> she's, yeah. Yeah, she's watching one of those. <laughs> what was the other one? Catchphrase. Catchphrase, yeah. yeah. Oh, I've watched a lot of catchphrase recently. It's very fresh in my mind. Catchphrase is on. Let's say catchphrase is on. Okay. <laughs> she loves oh, you've uh, got to come up with a terrible Roy Walker joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say what you see. Um. <laughs> now from you, Linda. <laughs> Yeah, your mother loves a bit of Roy Walker. Never one to miss a show. Um, so she's, her eyes are already back on the television. So, do you want me to make you some tea? Um, it, it's okay, Mum. I've got it. Okay, okay. Mine's milk and two sugars. Yep, I know. That's fine. She's not making no signs of, you know, she's she's not even attempting to get up and leave the chair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That night, uh, after each of you um, is home and darkness envelops the town, the kind of sickly kind of yellow glow of the street lamps is sort of very much visible through um, through curtains and things. But on the horizon, you can still see the kind of slightly red, slightly kind of turquoisey kind of background glow of the, um, of the Wessex reactor towers. Several kilometers distant, but um, if, you know, to the north, northwest, um, sort of an ever-present kind of glow. But you, you've all grown up, sort of in in the shadow of this. Tonight, though, there is a massive thunderstorm, as you all um, are home, and it's 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 big. It keeps all of you awake as you go, going on for hours and hours and hours, just as you think you're dropping off to sleep, isn't? crash another crash and it's it's probably i would say one two in the morning before it dies down um and then the sound of rain on your on your windows as um the storm moves off morning comes around pulling open curtains and things you can see it's it seems to be very 
grey out still, which isn't an unheard of thing in this town. It's you know it's, it's generally can be quite a gloomy place sometimes, but there's a slight sort of post storm sort of. It feels like there's still like electricity in the air. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Again, can't really put your finger on it, but it just yeah doesn't seem like it's going to be a particularly nice day out. Let's put it that way. Anthony, you're awake. I would say would you would you say fairly early? You got a oh, yeah, regular I'll, routine. Oh yeah, um, He's got a paper round. I, ideally, I didn't put this past you, but okay. Yeah, no. That, what do you think of that? That's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Okay, so you're you're up, and the 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 roads are very wet, but you're you're still out in them. You're, you know, you wouldn't dare disobey your dad, and and not you know show the work ethic. <laughs> let's say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely zombified. He's just using what little energy he's managed to recoup mm-hmm. during that terrible night of sleep to uh, to get around the town and deliver the uh, the bag full of papers the 30 or 40 papers he's got to deliver mm. so yeah you i mean your, your papers are, are waiting for you you cycle slightly up to the high street they um they're, they're waiting for you on the foot on the, the step of the um sort of news agents and and you start your run now normally there's still a few people around on the streets this time it's it's early you know it's pre you know preschool time but there's normally quite a few people around um Seems a little quiet today, I will say. Might be down to the storm, but people that you would still expect to be out. Not really a huge, you know, not a sign. You know, you normally see Mr. Um, Mr. Butler, the milkman, doing his round. No sign of him. Um, it's not to say it's completely deserted. There's, there's one or two people, and you can see some lights on in houses and sort of signs of some movement, especially when you drop off the papers. But just seemed a little... Even for this town, eerily quiet, let's say. Well, Anthony's definitely taken note of that through the haze of sleep. Are you good? Would you say you go straight to school from doing the run? Uh, yep, yeah, the second yeah. the, the papers are delivered, he's got just enough time to go off from the last stop, get in school from there, and then, uh, yeah, straight to uh, straight to it. Mm, okay. Uh, Hazel, you're awake, and uh, your mum, it seems, is, she, she didn't fall asleep in the, um, in the chair or anything, um, but you... You know, there's a there's a couple of bowls of cereal waiting for you and your and your sister on the on the table as you um as you get up. But uh, it seems your mum has just sort of stayed in bed mostly. And the two of you make your way down into um down the road to the school. Now, with you, it's special because you have the extra extra things going on, don't you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So without immediately laying it out for everybody what problem it's up to you actually what is your if you want to sort of go into what um specific thing hazel has had happening as hazel has been waking up each morning and there's always blood somewhere on her bedding like it started off occasionally being a couple of drops on the like, on the duvet cover at like near her feet and it's gradually been working its way up each morning, like getting closer to her face. Mm. And it's not there yet. But and this has taken a couple of years for it to move. But she was about the same age that her little sister is now when it started. Right. So this is what she's trying to get from Laurel if this has started. Okay. But all right. Her sister's quite closed off and 
took it took their mum changing really badly. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, your sister is very much like like you say. She's um. She doesn't share a lot. Let's say. Yeah. She tends to kind of like to have her head in a book and not really um. Yeah. Um. Can I get actually a? Uh, I don't know. Is it mind empathize? I. I've got, I think that's what mind, we did before. Yeah. yeah. Can I get another mind empathize off of you then, as you're walking into school with your sister? It, uh, you, if you, that that actually is dependent on whether you're looking to see if she's see what sort of state she's in. Yeah, um, she's definitely feels like their mum isn't able to pay any attention, mm. and she doesn't mind so much looking after herself. Yeah, but looking after a twelve-year-old is an absolute nightmare. Yeah, for a she's just feel, feeling a bit of responsibility there. That unwanted, maybe, but yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you got a six there. Your sister, I mean, she's hard to read at most times, but she does seem a little bit, mm, I wouldn't say freaked out, but um, unsettled, we could say. Mm-hmm. You, you don't know without asking whether this is just down to like lack of sleep from the storm, but yeah, she's definitely got a look in her eyes of like, you know, something is not normal. Mm-hmm. Um, did did you sleep at all, Laurel? Her head kind of like, not like whips around, but she's a little bit sort of like, yeah, I know, yeah, I, I slept, I slept. It's a little bit, the, the storm is bad. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was quite unpleasant. Um. Okay. If the answer to this is no, forget I ever asked you, okay? Okay. Are you finding anything on your bedding? You kind of notice her uh, her eyes sort of kind of go a little bit wide for a second in response to your question. She sort of shakes her head and says, no. I mean, what, what would I what would what would I find on my bedding? Are you sure? If you if you start finding something showing up on the bedding, let me know, okay? Okay. I... Don't don't say to mum because I'm not convinced she knows what day of the week it is. But tell me, okay? Okay. All right. I will. Uh, but nothing's nothing's appeared. I mean, nothing. Hmm. Do I believe her? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> well, you make another yeah another mind empathy empathize role. This is the the equivalent of the insight <gasps> check, I guess. Oh, so close, twenty. But no, <laughs> three fives, no sixes. <laughs> um, you don't know whether you believe her or not. She definitely mm-hmm. seems to be a little bit on edge, but it's not immediately obvious that she's you know lying about this. She just seems on edge. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Sora, you uh, you live quite close to the school, so. Not a long walk into town for you. You are um, used to, however, when you as you're leaving your house, it's always um, it's an older man who lives over the street um, with his wife. He's he's always getting his paper whenever you're leaving the house, and you do notice as as you're leaving to go to school, the the paper is there, so you guess that Anthony's been by, but no lights on in the house, no sign of the old man or his wife. Notice that it hasn't been collected, sort of thing, as usual. Yeah, um, I mean, he might have overslept. He might have, you know, 
it could be any number of things but if you, you it's just one of those things that you notice oh okay normally i see a guy there where, where as you're leaving the house it, it's, it doesn't worry you really you know it's not like oh he's missed an appointment it's just you've gotten so used to sort of the odd coincidence that he's always getting his paper as you're leaving the house and there's just no sign of movement there yeah so Sora raises an eyebrow she walks past um, but Sora's usually late to school, so she puts it out of her mind quite quickly. Mm. But you live the closest to school, so you were always the latest. Is that the... think I have more time than I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you're a little bit late. Anthony's Anthony's bike you see is already there on the um, on the bike racks as you as you as you rock up to the um, the front entrance way of the school. You don't you're not like late for class, but you're just the latest arrival. Let's say. Mm. Okay, so we, I think we're cut to the assembly hall first thing in the morning, and it appears a little thin on the ground today, I will say. This isn't the most, you know, um, I mean, Twinamonte is not the most populous of towns, um, so it's not, you know, the, the sort of the hugest sort of, it's not, it's, not a, it's not an incredibly huge number of people at the school. But it does appear like a few people haven't turned up, and even on the side of it's actually even actually, I would say especially on the side of the teachers, it appears that there's a few um, absentees, shall we say? The headmaster is still there though, giving his um, is a usual sort of moralizing kind of uh, assembly speech, which just sort of today just seems to be kind of based on like, right now, okay, we're getting towards the end of term, but now is not the time. To start slacking off just because the summer is nearly with us. Need you all to put in the hard work that I know you're capable of. Um, all this time he's kind of shooting occasional sort of angry looks to kids in the back who are sort of not really paying attention and that. But um, he sort of you get the feeling he doesn't really want to break the um, momentum of his speech that he's giving. And so with it being so close to summer, we are going to, uh, in fact, actually I think do something different today as. Uh, Several of uh, several of the, the the faculty have come down with uh, with with ailments. Uh, so all of Year 11s A and B will be folded into each other, and Year 9 A and B will also be folded into each other. But your lessons will go on as planned. That will do. Have a good day, everybody. And yeah, so lo- looking around, it does look like about half the number of students in your year are missing. This is really weird. I know. Where is everyone? I mean, yeah, there was a big storm, but if it was just a thunderstorm, then... Hmm. Are oh. the storms related, or do you think they all just got really drunk last night? The teachers, I mean. Well, most of the adults around here seem to, so that wouldn't be that surprising. But there's a lot of kids off as well. All right. Oh. Is our music teacher from the day before present, or are they off? Yeah, Mrs. Tracy is here. Um, still looking, her usual sort of, quite sort of um, looking like she's been through the wars, kind of stressed out state. But yeah, she's here. Hmm. Okay. While we're looking around at the, uh, the other teachers in the room, uh, is Mr. Brewster in the school? He initially appears absent, but as just as the um, just as the headmaster's speech kind of wraps up, he he sort of enters through a side door and sits down. So he's looking a little bit flustered, mm-hmm. but he sits down at his uh, his his chair and sort of 
yeah kind of looking around like what have i missed sort of thing <laughs> okay half listening to the girls talk then anthony's taken note of that and noticed that he's he's there looking a little tired and perhaps Auntie's going to have a little chat with him later to see if he too suffered the night as uh, as mr brewster's is uh, confident gonna say oh man we should totally be allowed to have a day off <laughs> yeah you're not wrong about that i could do with it and uh, Anthony kind of rubs his eyes, looking very, very tired. Yeah, I mean, none of you got a great night's sleep with the storm. But, um, yeah, I mean, just based on the number of uh, absences, you would guess, like... And, well, did, actually, yeah, more like, just based on the general look of everybody in the room, nobody had a great night's sleep. One or two people look like they're about to drop, but they're just sort of... You know, doing that thing where you just kind of aggressively blinking and opening your eyes as it, you know to try and not fall asleep <laughs> yeah um, yeah that kind of like between eye rubs it's definitely a lot of that kind of like deep inhalation to be like okay right try and pull myself together for another 30 seconds and then we'll do it again in another 30 <laughs> yeah yeah there's one or two people doing that and even as you look uh the uh, as i said i should probably list who's missing in the teachers really shouldn't i so your normal um maths teacher appears to be missing the science teacher is also missing the english teacher is there but looks fairly tired i say the headmaster's there his, his normal state the um mr brewster the uh the sports uh pe teacher he he's turned up and he's looking kind of tired the um the music teacher is there the art teacher is there um doesn't look that tired but generally you would know is quite a chilled out person anyway so possible any kind of naps were had at some point <laughs> there's one or two sort of other kind of sort of lower sort of not not specific kind of teachers but the you, you do see one or two who are, are known as like when that person's off they cover that kind of not like full-time substitute teachers but they they kind of just generally sort of fill in here and there maybe take you know do half of the history classes and things like that um I'm trying to think if there's a term for it but yeah, I mean, the, the the faculty is some members are missing, and the ones who were there generally, by and large, look kind of tired as well. But um, if we like, then so yeah, we can cut to your conversation with Mr. Brewster. You you catch up with him um, as everybody's kind of filing out of assembly. Uh, morning, Mr. Brewster. You're right. Hey, Anthony. How you doing? Oh, I'm tired, sir. I had a horrible night's sleep last night after uh, after all my homework was done. I had to get up and do my paper round after the rain and everything. It was proper slick outside. Oh, you ought to be careful out there. We don't want you to hurt yourself. Uh... Oh, thank, thanks, sir. Uh, it's, it's always good to know you're looking out for me. Um, I was just wondering, like, half the school seems to be missing. Do you think it was because everybody, like, it seems a bit much to, like, not come in because you didn't sleep properly? I mean, it's not a good excuse, is it? You know, you, you never know. Um, might be some bug going around. But, uh, yeah, it does look a little bit thin on the ground today, I'll give you that. But uh, give the rest of you a chance to shine even brighter. Oh, yeah, I guess, I guess so. I, I just wanted to, like, have a quick word because, I don't know, we haven't got PE today, so I thought I'd say hello. Well, at least you, at least you made it in. You're doing better than some. Oh, thank, thanks, sir. I always put the effort in. Yeah, I know you do. Don't let them keep you down. Yeah. And with that, he's going to kind of give a little nod and uh, it's time for class. Okay. <laughs> Are you going to come to that roller disco then? Did you ask your dad? Oh, I totally forgot. I was busy doing my homework and dad didn't, like, he came in in his usual kind of mood and everything. I didn't really want to ask him about that kind of stuff. 
What, what time was it again? Yeah, the Royal Disco. It was on. Was planned on the Saturday night at the leisure centre that your dad owns. <gasps> oh no, I've, I didn't ask dad because, like, he. I mean, he he works at the leisure centre. Like, he runs the place and everything. And I don't think he's going to be happy with me trying to like go out at night because he wants me working and everything. He'd like I've, I've got to catch up on some of my English coursework and everything. And uh, well. I mean, I could try and maybe meet you outside for a little while or something, but I don't think I'm going to be able to go in. Oh, come on, Anthony. If he works there, at least he's got an eye on you. That's got to be something he'd like. You, well, you, you try telling him that. He doesn't seem to want to care what, what I'm doing right now. He just cares about the job I'm going to get in a couple of years. Oh, come on. You've got to enjoy yourself sometime. Mm, well, I'm, I'm not going to make any promises. And you can see Anthony getting a bit kind of like tense about the fact that there's there's very strong conflict being cr created here between what he feels like he has to do and what he wants to do. Yeah. Maybe I should ask him. Do you think he could say no to me? I, I don't know. It's been a long time since you've seen each other. Like, we, you haven't been around to my house since we were like eight. That's true. I'll just try and come, okay? And she. I'll, I'll try, what, try to do what I can. Are you going, Hazel? Um, as as long as I can get home afterwards. You ever skated before? I I haven't tried it for years, and I will probably go flying, but I could try. There's, to be there's honest, a anything that gets me out of the house is a good thing. There's a slight shift in Anthony's demeanour, as internally at least he's kind of going. Oh well, I'm I'm a really good skater actually. Like I'm really good at that. Like I've I've like you've seen me back in the day, haven't you? Like Sora, like you've seen me like rushing about and what have you. We used to do that down the back alley around the back of your house. He's a mad skater. He's not lying. <laughs> and, and there's kind of like a look of pride on his face, of like yeah, achievement. <laughs> All right. Radical. <laughs> So, okay, I think what I'll say then is for the rest of the school day then, it's kind of a day of teachers kind of filling in for for the, the ones who are missing. Not a whole lot of work is getting done, really, especially with the sort of the, the reduced class numbers and the, you know, the, the sort of general sort of kind of odd feeling of like people are missing, but nobody really seems to be, a lot of questions sort of being quietly asked of other people, but nobody really knows, but... They just kind of seem to be sort of whiling away the day because the, the, you get the feeling there's really not enough working staff in the, in the school, but they didn't really want to close it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So the the, the day tends to sort of, seems to sort of pass sort of fairly, I don't know about quickly, but sort of easily, let's say, <laughs> in terms of workload and that. After school, um, as, it, as it sort of the day finishes for most students, um, as you're coming towards the end of the year, your exams are pretty imminent. So you have a scheduled revision kind of hour sort of tacked on to the end of your day. And there's a few rows of desks. You're all sort of sat at kind of books open in front of you. Again, it's still the same as it was this morning. Quite a chunk of the, um, the students in your year are missing. And the revision session has been presided over by by Mr. Brewster, the sports teacher. He's just sort of idly kind of sat at a desk at the front, just sort of reading a um, sports magazine. Like, <laughs> what does sports... Weekly. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, 
<laughs> what He's is reading this? Roy of the Rovers. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Um, no. Oh, Jesus. That's me showing my age a little bit. <laughs> so would you say the three of you are all working hard at your revision? I, mean, I would say it's probably not. I mean, it's an organized revision session, but as per usual, there's a couple of people who aren't really doing a lot of work and that are you you all kind of heads down getting on with it or what would you say i saw her pretty restless yeah not really her scene yeah hazel's hazel is reading through her stuff but she's also aware that laurel's having to kick about until Mm. she's finished in the revision she's not really particularly focused yeah um for some reason mum doesn't trust laurel with a key to get in right okay but like, it means that she's stuck in school, hanging around waiting. Hmm. So you, you're sort of conscious of the fact that your sister's probably not that happy about the um, about the whole uh, waiting around sort of thing. Yeah. Like I can see her through the door. She's yeah. in the corridor and just bit of um, bit of clock watching. Very unimpressed. I I raise my hand because I've just had enough of just staring at the clock, Mister Brewster. Yes, Sora, what is it? Do you know why hardly anyone's in today? Uh, well, um, I think some people are ill. Um, some people probably couldn't make it in for uh, travel reasons. Maybe the storm brought down a couple of trees. Uh, I haven't really looked into it. Sora crosses her arms. What did the headmaster tell you? He told me to uh, watch you to make sure that you do your work. Oh, I mean about why everyone's missing. I know what you mean. Get on with it. Mm. At, at this point, Anthony goes... And uh, he's clearly leaned hard into his hand as he's kind of looking over his book. And <laughs> okay. uh, he drifted off for a moment. Oh, so you weren't putting it on? That was an actual... No, no, that, that's 100% actually like asleep holding his head in his hand okay um <laughs> i kind of want to see if there's a check i can make to see if you can hold your head up <laughs> so <laughs> that's why i'm leaving it at that moment because yeah. that's 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 the cue for him to either slip and go <laughs> yeah or for somebody to go oi you know what i'm gonna do i'm just gonna i'm gonna flip a coin and um, we'll do it that way because i don't think that's really a, <laughs> a that's not really a, a skill is it not being able to fall over um <laughs> So, uh, heads or tails? Um, heads, I don't slip off of my hand. Okay. Okay, so you slip off of your hand, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you just kind of, you slip and you just catch the front of your forehead on the desk. So, not like a full-on, like, elbow out from under you crack on the desk, but kind of a little bit of that going on. You just kind of like, oh, God, and, yeah, you were, um... You didn't realise you were drifting off, and uh, <laughs> the the loud noise you make, you kind of would you say you kind of react sort of like loudly? Oh, there's, to a, there's a yeah, there's a definite oh what um oh, and and he tries to look like he was working all along and glances around the room to 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 meet whatever stairs are coming back. Sure, make make a sneak check for me and see if you got away with it. <laughs> I saw I won't let you get away with that. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> um, sorry, what am I rolling as? Sneak. So this is a sneak, this is a body sneak. So you got five, uh, 66 for this one. Six, 66. 
There's one, I got one. one on there. Again, I've just remembered I'm meant to be telling you guys the difficulty as we go, but yes. Uh, I think, yeah, this isn't a particularly difficult thing, but you got one success, but, I mean, one success on six sixes. 66s. Okay, let's say by and large you managed to conceal it, but those sat closest to you definitely kind of, and whoever sat behind you definitely noticed you going like face palm down onto the um, <laughs> down onto the desk. I wanna um, can I charm, try and charm the teacher to give me more information? Sure. Yeah. Let's try that. So I'll first before I make perfect my distraction for uh, Anthony to get away with this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, charm is a uh, just opening my thing. That is a heart charm check. So that'd be seventy six for you. Two successes. Yeah. Okay. So I was going to say this was going to be a difficult check. So that is what you needed. Oh yay! So, so um, what are you saying to him? So I I stand up from my seat. I'm like, Mister Bruce, we're already scared. Can't you just tell us something? Well, what do you what do you want from me? Uh, Sora, um, I only know what I know, and you know, it's, it seems pretty quiet in town today. That's all I, you know, it's all I know. I mean, we're not kids anymore. Come on, you can just tell us what's going on. I, 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 I can't tell you what I don't know, but like, I don't know, maybe space aliens took them. Maybe everybody decided, just let's take a half day. I don't know. Aha, uh -huh, very funny. Anthony's <laughs> She shoves him. Come on, it. <laughs> they Sorry, must I just have got the middle of her just shoving him out, out, out of his desk chair. But, um, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> Anime shove. <laughs> hey, do, do you want to do a body roll and see if you forced me out of the chair? Yes. <laughs> Three and what is it? Move? Uh, I guess this would be body force, really. Oh no, it's not very good for Sora. So, three. <laughs> yeah, I think you're going to be safe in the chair. Three <laughs> d six. Uh, oh, two sixes. <laughs> yeah, no, Anthony is is very much still kind of a little bit sort of. I mean, you dozed off and you're you're not really feeling with it, and you know you, you laughed and <laughs> completely caught you by surprise. You suddenly get shoved, and uh, your your whole chair. You're still in it falls over <laughs> okay then embarrassed even more so and definitely not getting away with it this time and she's gonna have to get up and yeah everybody's of, uh, look around basically blush and try and like put his head down and sit back in the chair quietly and, and not laugh Laura um, is like blushing too she's like oh my god I didn't mean to do it that hard <laughs> I'm sorry Anthony anyway Back to business, Mr. Brewster. I'm not letting this go. <laughs> Look, Sora, I, I don't know what's going on. What, so the headmaster's told you nothing? You've I, got nothing... I'm sure he doesn't know either. You know, a bunch of people didn't show up. We try calling him. You know, if people don't answer their phones, what are we supposed to do? Oh, if something really bad's happened. Well, let's just hope it hasn't. So Hazel is paying attention to Sora and Mr. Brewster. Mm -hmm. Does she believe that he doesn't know anything and the headmaster didn't tell him anything at all? That's a good question. Uh, can I get another mind empathise? Ah, oh, damn it. Seems pretty believable. Reroll. I mean, he seems earnest. He doesn't seem like he's hiding anything. You can push it into a reroll if you like, but you will take a condition. I mean, I, I guess he... If 
knew, then if he wouldn't tell us, then that would probably be for a good reason. So. Oh, come on, Hazel. I didn't think you were a sheep. <laughs> hey, we can go investigate on our own. Can we? What if, what if nobody really does know what's going on? Uh, maybe I've been watching too much telly. But... Uh too much of the X Files. Yeah, yeah. So you, you were you were big in sorry you were big into the X Files, which has only just finished its first season. Yeah. So I can feel a conspiracy around here, and it's not because I've been watching too much X Files. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, it's not. <laughs> Are you still stood up? Yes, like a politician. <laughs> Okay, then Anthony's going to kind of tug on uh, your... What, what kind of uniforms are we wearing? Is it a shirt or a blazer or...? Uh, blazer. Yeah, tugs on your blazer sleeve to kind of be like, sit down, please, end this. You're, you're killing me here. Booster's <laughs> my friend. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean... And she sits down. No, but is, is any of our mates off? Well, there's no sign of Kev, the goalkeeper on the uh, football team. But uh, the other player, Matt, was there. Um, I don't think we've really named anybody else. But um, yeah, but I'd say about, about half of the uh, half of the class is missing. Are we go to um, Kev's house after school. Well, yeah, I, I guess I can drop by like on my way home. Like we could just give him a knock and everything and find out. Like, we you, see Hazel? what's up with him. You wanna come, Hazel? I don't know. I need to get my little sister home first. As long as it doesn't take too long, that should be okay. Right, we've got our team ready to investigate. Laura <laughs> puts her hand up. Yes. <laughs> Anthony gives a confused look to Hazel as if to say, a team, investigate? What are we doing? Kev's house, uh, you would know, is a little bit further on from, from Hazel's, but in that same general direction. It's a little bit further. It's the other side of the railway tracks. That's not sim. That's not meant to symbolise anything. saying he's poor. No, there's, so quite, you're there's, there's quite literally a railway line there. Um. Okay, in which case, um, I'm going to let Laurel in the house first. Mm-hmm. We can cut to that. Um, so yeah, yeah. So we branch off quickly, mm-hmm. and um, I unlock the door for her, and just. Just tell her it's probably worth checking on mum, but I don't think she's going to ask where I am, so it's fine. And remember, please tell me if weird things start happening. Yeah, yeah, A little yeah, bit I concerned will. now. Okay, all right. I will. And uh, she kind of closes the door behind her. So it takes about another 10, let's say, well... Yeah, about another 10-15 minutes for the three of you to find your way to Kev's house. Um, now Kev lives uh, on a, a kind of a fairly new-ish sort of housing development over the road from uh, Quartley General Hospital. The hospital itself is kind of old, it's been there for decades and decades, but this is kind of a sort of, I wouldn't call it like a housing estate, but it's sort of like that. There's a lot of very similar looking newish build houses um but uh you have even though you don't really hang out with them too much anymore outside of uh playing football uh anthony you have been there before so you know where you're going you lead the way all right kev's house is just down here 
Right, I'll, I'll go up and give him a knock. I mean, it's been a while. I wonder if his dad's even going to recognise me. He's got a better chance of recognising you than the rest of us, so... So we'll approach the, uh, the front door and uh, go through the front garden and what have you and give a rap on the door. Mm-hmm. The front garden is uh, copiously uh, decorated with gnomes. Um, you get the feeling it's somebody around here's hobby. <laughs> um, <laughs> knocking on the door then. Doesn't appear to be any answer, and then you don't see any lights on. Is there a car in the drive? Or, I mean, on the street, depending on however, however this house is laid out? There, there's a, a sort of, a kind of couple of years old, but not that new looking uh, brown Ford Escort in the driveway. Okay. So, uh, from the lack of reaction, Anthony turns around and says, well, That's really weird, because his dad's car's right there. Like, I don't know, like, where would, where would they have got his school day? Everybody was supposed to be in. Turns around and gives another harder knock on the door. You wait for a couple of seconds. No response. Oh, wait. <clears throat> Sora walks up. Shall we look through the windows? Yeah, let's have a look. And uh, Anthony crouches down and has a quick look through the letterbox to start with. Yeah, can I get an investigate check from you then? Okay, so that's... That is Mind Investigate. So that is 5d6 for you. There, I see a 6 in there, so yeah, that's a success. Yeah, um, again, all the lights seem to be off, but it's, it's still kind of daylight. It's, it's, it, like I say, it's, it's kind of a grey day. It looks like it's been sort of... You know, throughout the day, it's kind of showered a little bit here and there. But uh, yeah, the lights are all off inside, but you can still see not particularly nicely decorated hallway. There is some... Uh, there's no sign of anyone... You can't see anybody from your, your viewpoint in the, of the letterbox, but you can see uh, some post on the mat. Hey, Hazel, go look through the window. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm shorter than you. I'm not sh- fine. Ugh. Whatever. Walks over. Team? And just kind of goes up and tiptoes slightly, looks in. Okay, I was going to say, the uh, the front windows have all got curtains drawn. Um, but you, if you sort of head to the side of the building, kind of the, the driveway sort of goes a little bit up. up you, you know the type. The house is there, and the, the driveway goes up to the side. It's a se- it, it's a it's a, a newish estate. They're semi-detached houses. Yeah, exactly. Um, You've got this little narrow yeah. gardeny bit leading up around the sides of the house. Yeah. Fine. So yeah, you can you can kind of make your way up the side of the building. Like I say, you, you take a couple of seconds to to try and kind of see if you can see anything through the curtains at the front, but you can't. So making your way kind of up the the side of the the um, the driveway, um, you can see uh, if you if you stand on your tiptoes, you can just about get a view into a side window which seems to be of the kitchen. So can I get a an investigate check there? I see two sixes. So yeah. So still lights are off, just just because of the the lighting at the back of the house, um, the way the sun is sort of positioned. It's not particularly high visibility in there, but it looks as if somebody has sat at the kitchen table, but they're not moving at all. They're sat in darkness. Yeah. They look okay, or did they look? You can't really tell. It's more of just sort of like a silhouette. Okay. Got, I... It looks like they've got both hands on the table and they're just kind of sat there. Hmm. Okay. Oh. I walk back round to the front. And I'm like, so there's someone in the kitchen, but they're not moving. 
Uh, I, I'm assuming they're alive, but they don't really look okay. That's, that's weird. And he, Anthony kind of crouches down again to the letterbox and shouts through the letterbox, Kev! Kev, you in there? No response. No, I, I'm pretty sure it was an adult I saw. Yeah, it looked to be... But, I mean, it's tough to tell because they're sat down. But, yeah. um... Yeah, they look a little larger, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. is there any movement or any reaction to the fact that like, I chatted through the letterbox? Is there any sound inside? No, you don't hear any any response at all. But we have to climb over a fence to get in the garden. Yes, you would, but it's not particularly high. I would still need a check from you, but it wouldn't be like it would be like a one success needed check rather than like it's not super difficult if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, or I'm, without I'm announcing herself, just starts going for it. Okay, can I get a body move check from you for the climb? So that is uh, forty six for you. Hey. Yep. Okay. So yeah, you um, without a huge amount of difficulty, managed to kind of vault over this um this fence. I'd say it's not it's not particularly high. And you find yourself in the back garden. More gnomes back here. Um, and a little kind of water feature. A couple of koi fish in there. Just sort of... The gnomes are staring at me! She shouts back. <laughs> Anthony's kind of run up to the other side of the fence and shouts over, What are you doing, Sora? <laughs> Come on, let's have a look. See if he's alright. What if his dad's hurt or something? You can open the side gate from where you are now if you want to. Somebody yeah. in the kitchen! Oh yeah, we've got to see if they're all right. And she opens the door. Come on, scaredy cat. <laughs> Anthony kind of again looks around, looks towards Hazel to gauge what her reaction to this is. I mean, they might be hurt, but I look around. Is there anyone else like outside on the street? No, it seems a little quiet. I mean, you can hear you can hear the sounds of cars moving in the distance. It's not like it's it's not completely empty around here. Um, you can hear, like I say, cars back on the main road and that, but you, there's nobody kind of walking up the street or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's so quiet, so... I mean, there's no one around, so, like, this is probably the best time to do it, I guess. Do it? Kev's just... He didn't turn up to school today. Why are we breaking into his house? Because he didn't turn up to school. And so he's looking at the two of you like, this, this is just getting really out of hand. Because... Half of the town didn't turn up to anything today. Yeah, That's but... bizarre. Seriously, have you ever seen this bit of town so quiet? Anthony kind of like, he's, he's looking very panicked now, and he looks at his watch and sees the time. And goes, oh, oh my god, like, I'm, I'm 20 minutes late already, like, Dad's going to find out that I'm... I'm... And, and he's clearly having a little bit of a meltdown in front oh, of you. Did you speak to your dad this morning? Did you see him? No, he leaves before. Like I'm, I'm out, like doing the paper round, and he leaves while I'm out doing that. I don't, I don't normally see him in the morning. Okay. Sarah, did you, did, were your parents, was your mum in? Did you see her? Was she DM? Yeah, I mean, you heard him. I mean, would you say you probably didn't really say a lot to her, but you did hear her moving around. I'm like, yeah, my mum's fine. Okay, so the places where. The kids are fine, the adults are fine. But from the looks of it, there's some houses where people just aren't fine. Doesn't that feel weird to you? I, I, 
I, I guess, like, let's let's just like knock on the window or something, and like, like see if they react. And like, surely, like that's just his dad or his mum or something. Like, they, like they can tell us what's going on. Like, that that would be fine, and I'm sure they'd understand that we were worried about him. So. Okay, okay, okay. Oh. Right, let's 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 go and do that. Like, I'll knock on the window. Like, okay, are you going into the back garden to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, where, where you're at in the garden, it's kind of like a sliding door, like a glass panel sort of sliding door leading. Oh no, not nineties sliding back doors. Oh yeah. <laughs> I hated those. <laughs> um. <laughs> And uh, as you approach it, you can see very clearly, like, the, the, the sliding door goes into the kitchen. You can see, sort of sat at the table, from this angle, with their back to you, seeming to be in some kind of dressing gown, sat at the table with both hands flat on the table. They've got their head sort of leant forward, so you can't see their face from the angle you're at, that's kind of, they're facing away from you. It looks, I mean, you, it's been a couple of years since you've seen him, but it looks to be Kev's dad. And he's just kind of, like, like I say, sort of, Sat at the table, hands on it, with his head sort of bowed a little bit. So Anthony knocks on the uh, the pane of glass and uh, calls out, "Mr. Noble, Mr. Noble." Doesn't even move a centimeter. Doesn't move at all. Completely still. Turn around and look at the girls with a look of like a quizzical look of, well, I don't know. We see, or is it just Anthony that's looking? Um, no, you could probably see from here. Well, you can see um, you're, you're close enough that you can see the silhouette and that still. I mean, Anton's got a slightly different, a slightly better view for me. The, the window is a little bit reflective, but you can definitely see there's the guy there, and he doesn't re- respond to Anthony's tapping and shouting. Are we looking through the back door? Or yes, are we the, looking the, back, through the window. I assumed the back sliding door, like in the garden, yeah, yeah, it's kind of easier to. Door. It's like a sort of, it's like a floor to ceiling kind of sliding door, kind of glass thing you can see through. I press my hands up against the glass to look through I'm like does that look normal well he's not reacting I can't see his face what if what this oh, it's not Anthony normal Anthony starts banging again harder and shouting Mr Noble Mr Noble I'm Kev's friend do you remember no response it's I'm really like, weird. Is he? Like, he should know me. Like he, he should he be able to hear me at the very least. What the hell's going on? Let's try so, it. This Hazel is starting to freak out a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has an idea in her head because she knows they know the layout of town. And it's like, wait. So we're. Do you know how many of the people that were off live up this side of town? Can I get a... I get a comprehend check from you, actually. I think that might be... Because you, you're yeah. kind of trying to put two and two together on this yeah. one, are you? To sort of, yeah, I think comprehend... I know you're not trained in it, but you can do a four-dice mine one. Uh, yeah, there's a six on there. Um, it does appear there's a... Uh, there are a few people that you noticed were missing are from up this end of town, but not exclusively. Um, I know what you're thinking. This end is a lot closer to the the nearby kind of Wessex Rect complex. At least it's in the direction of it, and it's sort of loop, but not exclusively. I mean, there's there's a couple of people missing who were, you know, the opposite direction. I mean, that you know, you live closer to the okay the loop than yeah, they do. So it's quite spread out. Yeah, yeah. That's not to say, like I said, that's not to say nobody from this end is missing. I mean, obviously, quite obviously. I mean, you're here. But 
yeah, that doesn't. There's not a huge sort of obvious correlation with that. Okay. I, I see where you're thinking on that, but yeah, it's uh, it doesn't appear. It's not. It's not only people from this end of town that are missing. So okay. Sora is pretty determined, and she's going to reach for the back door handle to see if it's open. Mm-hmm. It does appear to be unlocked. <gasps> Sorry, <laughs> Sora, really? <laughs> what? There's something wrong with him. We've got to help him. Oh, I don't, I don't know. Like, let, let me at least take the lead because he, like, it was probably going to react badly to some weird girl just walking in. And he kind of protects me. Are you, Anthony? Are you going to protect me? Anthony bites his tongue, having called you weird. <laughs> are you going to protect me? Are you, Anthony? Are you well, my yeah, do, like... And then he kind of pokes his head through the opened door and says, Mr. Dogball! And, and steps into the room. Okay, so now you're in the room. You can see in between, uh, as you sort of enter, you can see um, as he sat at the table, there is, there's a plate in front of him. Um, and you get a little closer, you can see it had on it what looks like the remains, not of like a breakfast or lunch, but kind of like looks like last night's dinner oh. it's kind of dark in here so you can't you know it's you know no, visibility isn't amazing um, at least until you turn the lights on but it does look like the um, the plate in front of him is sort of swimming in this kind of I know it could be sauce it's a lot, it looks a little bit like dark gravy if you know what I mean and as you step around step around his, his form you can see you get a, a full look in his face and there's streaks on his face of this same sort of dark black substance which you realise can't be gravy I mean, gravy doesn't do this it looks like it's leaked from his ears his eyes, his nose and his mouth and he's just there motionless with his eyes open Anthony freaks the hell out <laughs> grabs both of the girls by the shoulder and kind of rushes back out of the room into the garden as quickly as possible. Okay, that's going to do it for this episode. We'll be back in two weeks' time on Thursday the 26th of September with the next chapter of our Things from the Flood storyline, continuing where we just left off. Uh, So we hope you'll all tune back in for that. Uh, in the meantime, you can get in contact with us on Twitter and Facebook, both of which we are at Pretend with Dice, and you can also email us at pretendingwithdice at outlook.com. Uh, if you're an iTunes or Apple Podcast user, it'd be really great if you could leave us a rating and review. Uh, it all helps us to find new listeners, and we'd just really love to hear what you all think of the podcast. Uh, so for now, that's our show. I hope you all enjoyed it. We'll see you next time. Bye.